You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. So you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith Enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Frankie are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is your, uh, I guess it's technically your second episode of Season 2, but uh, this is our first prologue in this very weird, unorthodox break between the first episode, <laughs> Siege of Lothal, and whatever the next episode's going to be. I'm pretty, actually I think we might have a title, but we'll get into that later. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen, and with me as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster, Cranky. Woo! Hey, let's get ready to talk some Rebels, and all right, thanks for joining us, everybody. That was it. Uh, no. <laughs> That's all the Rebels hey. news we have for you, and uh, we'll see you guys in uh, we'll see three, months. <laughs> three months. Oh, um, man. No, no. Hey, wait. No. Hey, we got our first look at a cool new red B-Wing. We I did. know everyone's excited about that. Yeah. Or oh, we got some details of uh, the female Inquisitor was unmasked, and she's not yeah, Barris OV that everybody, that everybody thought. But hey, other than that, it's been uh, pretty slow since, uh, shoot, just since, I guess, uh, Celebration, Mike. What do you think? I mean, it's not much going on, except for the premiere, of course. Yeah, yeah. So we It had, seems like that was forever ago. Yeah. It's um, crazy. It does, man. Because, I mean, like, I, I, Celebration feels like a lifetime ago, you know? Um, yeah, it does. It feels huh? like it's been so long. Uh, and, of course, that's when we first saw Siege of Lothal. And, uh, and we got to see some behind-the-scenes stuff for Rebels. But, uh, so there was that. And right. then and then Siege of Lothal aired um, back, what was that, end of June? Beginning of June? Middle of June. 20th, Middle. right? Um, yeah. Sometime around then. So, <clears throat> so it happened. It came and went. Um, and, and then the rest of the summer happened. And where we would usually have a bunch of... Clone Wars, or as it flipped over to Rebels, where we would have Rebels news, uh, there was nothing. <laughs> there was absolutely <laughs> nothing because there was so much Star Wars news for all this other stuff. Um, Star Wars fans are kind of, I, I don't know, maybe maybe you're feeling the same way that I am, Matt, but uh, mm. it's a little bit... It keeps coming in like these these blizzards almost of information and then nothing, okay. right? Right. It's like this flurry of stuff and then drought, 
um, as mm-hmm. kind of feast and famine for Star Wars fans. And I'm, I'm, it gets a little bit overwhelming at times because this stuff will just sort of dump on us and then it'll be a while before we get anything. I, I would rather, you know, I, the, the, the pre-release that I enjoyed the most, um, was in the lead up to episode three. And that's because they had hyperspace and you had your hyperspace subscription and that got you, uh, basically your sneak peeks into, uh, the daily production of star Wars episode three, revenge of the Sith. So it was, there was always something, there's always something new and maybe it was just the side of a speeder or, or, you know, just a picture of (laughs) Obi-Wan's new lightsaber yeah. finally right i mean we all kind of waited to see his his proper lightsaber after he had that piece of junk in the first two movies um <laughs> yeah so it was these little tiny like just sort of this drip feed of of stuff from uh, and then sometimes it would be concept art and sometimes it would be behind the scenes stuff um yeah. but with well with the force awakens i mean the only concept art we've seen for the force awakens has been the stuff <clears throat> at celebration that accompanied some of those, uh, some of those costumes and props and whatnot. Um, Mm -hmm. and really like we keep seeing, I feel like we keep seeing the same stuff from different angles. You know what I mean? Uh, we got our like fifth picture of Kylo Ren in it, but this one was today. Did you see the one today? Yes. Yeah. It was uh, him in a different location. Now, whether it's like he's on that jungle planet, Jungle Planet, yeah. So yeah. it's, but but you're right though. It's the same. He's got his lightsaber <laughs> yeah. out, which is freaking cool. Don't get me wrong, but you're right though. No, yeah, it's yeah. Yeah, I I saw it this morning, and I and I and I couldn't help but think like, oh, that's that's awesome, but um, it's not really anything. <laughs> yeah, there's there's, <laughs> you know there's my mean? background for my phone, but yeah, uh, yeah, no, yeah, it's really cool. It, to me, it looks <clears throat> a little bit like it's the, uh, it's a screenshot from a trailer. That's what it looks like to me. But um, because hopefully I think I think we got a trailer coming soon for for The Force Awakens. But yeah, we've had we've had news for The Force Awakens. We've had news for uh, the anthology films. We've had news for episode nine, uh, which is still many years away. Um, We've had we've had all sorts of stuff going on, but very little Rebels. So so here on this prologue episode, we are going to. We're going to kind of just break down the latest news, the latest Star Wars news. We're going to do what every other podcast, Star Wars podcast, has already done. And we're going to be late to the party as usual. And uh, <laughs> and uh, and give us, uh, get, uh, sorry, give you guys our thoughts. And then at the end of the podcast, we're going to, uh, we're going to hear from you guys in our mailbag. We've got a few emails. Uh, to read on the podcast so uh so why don't we well we've already kind of jumped into the force awakens so why don't we start there um Mm. and i guess the biggest thing because because we kind of we talked celebration um and the biggest thing since celebration would be comic-con and uh and the footage that we got at comic-con along with you know a couple other little tidbits uh we got we got some other stuff um, little pieces of information here and there. One piece of information that we weren't supposed to get, um, but we now know we know Donald Gleason's character is General Hux. Um, we know uh, we know that the base on 
whatever planet that is. I don't think we know the name of the planet yet, uh, but that Hoth-looking planet uh, right. is Starkiller Base, and uh, and that was announced, or not even announced, that was leaked, leaked. by accident. <laughs> by Gleason. By Gleason, who has yeah. since been very tight-lipped. He hasn't like he yeah. doesn't say anything now. Because um, of that, because he, because he, he dropped that tidbit. Um, you know what's funny about that, Mike? Is they, yeah. I, you know, that they tell these guys like, "Hey, don't give anything away." You know, they go, they just bombard yeah. him with yeah. this all day long when they do something, and sure, and he still, he still messed it up. And yeah. I don't know if it's just excitement or, I mean, he didn't see like he was crazy. Actually, he was actually pretty in that in that Comic Con video which I saw. He was kind of pretty uh pretty excited it seemed like more than i've seen him before in interviews yeah. oh yeah um, but sure. go ahead yeah. this is crazy um but yeah when that leaked when when that little tidbit slipped out i promptly jumped on and registered the <laughs> url starkillerbase.com so we're still trying to figure out what exactly that is um yeah. other than a great url and the coolest name for a star wars site ever but uh you know uh, you can follow that on Twitter at StarkillerBase and on on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash StarkillerBase and at StarkillerBase.com. So, um, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what exactly we're doing with that uh, and how that how that site's going to work. But uh, mm-hmm. So if you guys have suggestions, things in the Star Wars community that you would like to see, uh, you can... You can shoot an email actually to starkillerbase at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> I, got all, I got all the bases covered with that. I just don't know what it is yet. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but I just thought, like, man, Starkiller obviously being a big part of the Star Wars legacy, um, having originally been Luke Skywalker's name, uh, Luke Starkiller, um, and, uh, and then being the apprentice right in uh, in the force unleashed so i right. uh, you know that this name has kind of changed hands a few times and now in official star wars canon it's star killer base so i just thought man what what better place for us to set up base than yes. star killer base so so that was kind of i had to jump on that and uh, and you got I, I you guys know you guys have all heard basically since that first teaser trailer dropped or not I, yeah I get was it the first teaser no the second teaser trailer, um, when we saw that that uh, first order logo for the first time and those stormtroopers all lined up, I just uh, I man I fell in love with with Star Killer Base and the first order and all that stuff I'm just I'm I'm uh, yeah. I'm a little on the obsessed side Captain Phasma is my favorite character so far from the Force Awakens. And uh, and she hasn't really even done anything other than look awesome. So uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm all I'm getting all geared up for Force Friday to grab my three and three quarter Captain Phasma figure, even though it's just uh, I, I I've been out of the I've been out of the the collecting loop for so long that uh, I I didn't realize that there's a new term that the the, uh, the F P O A the five points of articulation uh, <laughs> the crappy figures basically yeah. that just have the right. the Cheap old ones. school yeah. Kenner swivel leg swivel arm swivel head swivel um, head yeah right and that's it but uh, <clears throat> that's the only Captain Phasma that we know of so far so that's the Captain Phasma that I'll be picking up that one and the Lego one um, yeah and uh, and that lunch kit oh man that was the best a couple weeks ago when the, all the all the merch stuff started leaking 
and uh, and they leaked that one lunch kit with Captain Phasma right on the front of it, and I, I uh, I'm I'm in the market for a new lunch kit, so I'll be I'll be picking <laughs> it up as soon as I see one. I man, I am. Are you are you as amped up for Force Friday as I am? You know, I I am, and and the reason is is one thing that I'm really looking to get is that huge uh, Force Awakens tie that is. I want to say, you know, it's a couple feet, you know, tall or something yeah. like that. It's gonna, it's gonna retail like at least one hundred and eighty dollars or something like that. Uh, and that and the six inch, and I don't know if there's gonna be six inch on Force Friday, but uh, I'm definitely gonna pick up if they do. Yeah, I'm gonna pick up, you know, of course, the first order stormtrooper because we we've seen that before at Comic Con. It was a exclusive, which yeah. I tried to get on the Hasbro side, but it sold out within seconds. I mean, it was crazy. oh yeah, it was Don't gone. Worry. It was gone. Yeah, uh, they announced it. Like they they let people know that it would that stuff was up for sale while I was like during my morning commute, and uh, by the time I got to my desk, they were it was gone. Yeah, gone. yeah, yeah. So so I'll have yeah. to settle for the standard one and yeah. uh, Kylo Ren. Hopefully, if they'll come out with one of those, yeah. And whatever so else, the first know. the first Woo! wave of six inch black series are uh, Kylo Ren. Stormtrooper, is it Kylo? Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure Kylo Ren's in there. Stormtrooper, I have to count these off on my fingers. Kylo Ren, Stormtrooper, Finn, Finn. Jakku, Finn, um, uh, Ray, Ray, uh, yeah. uh, with BB-8, BB-8 and right. Chewbacca. I Chewbacca, believe that's yeah. the first five, and I'm and I believe that the Tie Fighter with the Tie Pilot is also Force Friday. Um, <clears throat> I hope so. And then yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of there's a whole mess of three and three quarter figures including um, this like armor line come with like this these special armor things that they put on um i guess we should we should just warn people a little bit we're kind of already into it if you've been trying to stay away from information we're going to talk about stuff so if you're spoiler free Mm -hmm. this is probably not the episode for you come back (laughs) <laughs> Come back when we're back to talking about Rebel stuff in a couple of weeks, but uh, but this is all stuff that's been kind of officially yeah well announced the somewhat. the figures haven't been officially announced right like the figures have kind of been oh true like yeah. they've kind of right. they're they're pretending like nobody knows that any of this stuff same with the Lego right like Legos Lego has made no official announcements of any of these sets but the pictures are all over the internet now right so mm-hmm. um but yeah I mean. There's so we're gonna get into a little bit of spoilerish territory here, uh, although it's also in the behind the scenes video. Um, uh, Poe Dameron wears the same jacket that Finn wears on Jakku. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. what does that mean, right? Um, right. And yeah. I feel like that that piece of information. There's an action figure for it that kind of confirms it, and uh, that piece of information for me confirm it doesn't confirm anything it leads me to believe that ray is is somehow affiliated with the uh resistance or finn is somehow affiliated with the resistance but one of the two of them is a resistance Mm -hmm. member along with with uh poe dameron yeah um Mm -hmm. There has to be a connection there because they're wearing the same jacket, and like I don't imagine that they they swap jackets at some point. I think that the intent there is that this is 
this is part of a uniform, right? Like basically this is a a resistance Mm -hmm. pilot uniform sort of thing. Um, right. Because we know that, that Finn is going to, at some point be in a tie fighter at some point crash that tie fighter. And to me, what that says. So, so the way that I see it, this is just speculation. So you don't have to consider the spoilers, but maybe you do. Um, because maybe I'm right. Uh, but the way that I see it is that is that Poe and Finn m- may be working together at some point, and that's how Finn gets on the Star Destroyer, where he mm-hmm. takes the Tie Fighter. He uses the Tie mm-hmm. Fighter to blow up the landing bay, and then books it out of there. Um, and when he books it out of there with with the First Order in pursuit. That's when he hooks up with Ray, and then Ray and Finn have to get off Jakku, and they're going to use the Falcon to do it. Um, so you're so you're thinking that he that is um, Finn is only in the suit as as a disguise. Yeah. He's not actually yeah. part of the. Yeah, yeah I think it's yeah. full on Luke and Han. Um, and Han, right, right, right. And I I wager that like I I think that there's a possibility because we've seen in that behind the scenes video. Um, Poe being led by a First Order stormtrooper down a hallway, possibly into a detention cell of some sort, and that there mm. might be an element where the the two of them are on a mission, um, possibly to recover that lightsaber. I, you know, I, I Poe gets captured, Finn gets out, but I picks up Ray and then. Finn and Ray have to then bust Poe Dameron out of mm-hmm. the the Star Destroyer, reminiscent of Luke and Han having to rescue Princess Leia. So I think like there might be some there might be some cool mm. uh, uh, parallels there. Parallels, um, yeah. And yeah. I don't know, like I, this is all again, this is all just speculation. I'm just trying to piece stuff together, and this is. This is absolutely, without a doubt, my favorite part of Star Wars movies is seeing these little tidbits and then thinking like, oh, but what if this connects to this? And <laughs> and so far, like we've yeah. been putting things in an order and looking at it and going like, oh, well, clearly it's this order. But then these other little pieces come to light and you go like, but what if that's not right? What if the order is different? Right. Like what mm. if what if they need to they take the falcon and then they need to to somehow bust into the star destroyer with the falcon or like who knows man um but uh sort of on a tangent drew struzan has already he's already (laughs) gone on record as saying that this might very well be the best star wars movie ever and uh and you know what I'm not gonna, you know, I, you you got you guys know me. I think by now, 138 episodes of Frontlines, uh, 20 odd episodes of of the Rebels podcast, and and guest appearances on the Saga Continues and the Wampus Layer and and other podcasts. I think that you guys know that I am not one to toot my own horn, but I, uh, I uh, that's a pause for laughter there. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. uh, I believe that I said back at Celebration, this might be the best star wars ever uh and and Mm -hmm. everybody looks at me sideways when i say stuff like that but man 
I don't know. Every, every there's, a, there's a lot of people saying every it, little I mean, piece that comes out, just more and more. Anthony Daniels says it. Uh, didn't John Williams say something? I thought he mentioned <laughs> something about it. And then now, yeah. now Struzan and and I mean yeah. uh, Peter has, Mayhew, Stru- you know. Struzan, who's seen half the movie and read the whole script. Yeah, so he knows the whole yeah. story. And he's had conversations with JJ, and he knows where this all goes, and 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 he knows that we're gonna be happy. So, uh, and you know what? Like, here's the thing: Drew Struzan. Uh, people talk about about uh, the the sort of the the key pieces of Star Wars and what made it fantastic. And it's Ralph McQuarrie, it's I uh, I uh, George Lucas, and, and like Ralph McQuarrie's concept art. George Lucas making the movie, the first movie, and then obviously overseeing the rest of them, and then John Williams' music. But Drew Struzan has been an integral part of Star Wars since 1978 when he did that that re-release poster, the the what's uh, the Star Wars style D poster, the, the commonly referred to as the circus style poster, which is my favorite poster it's rumored to be george lucas's personal favorite poster and it's i believe Mm. it's the first piece of art that he did for the star wars saga and since then he's done basically everything i mean he's done all the movies he did uh i believe he did posters or artwork for the ewok movies as well right i mean like i'm pretty sure that he did did he really i'm pretty sure that he did because i because i can like picture artwork for those movies in my head and i and i feel like it's the same style it might be just somebody trying to do that style but obviously those special edition posters and then the prequel posters are are for me just as important in the iconography of star wars as as any other piece of of star wars iconography so that like we're talking about not just you know somebody who you know uh is a fan of star wars or is loosely affiliated with star wars i mean i think that drew struzan he understands star wars on a level that that even some of us fans can only strive for right like from a creative perspective um a lot of the way that we feel about star wars is influenced Mm -hmm. by his artwork and and so i think when he comes out and says it's one thing when Anthony Daniels comes out and says, you know, I think this might be the best one yet because Anthony Daniels is a hype man and he he gets out at, at Star Wars in concert <laughs> and he just goes, these right. are the best movies ever. Don't you guys agree? And like, that's his, it's his job. And, and I'm not saying that, that he's wrong. I'm just saying that like Anthony Daniels is a, he's a very, um, he's a very enthusiastic. He's a very, uh, I, I optimistic Star Wars evangelist right like he thinks that they are fantastic um and we all tend to agree with him but but when drew struzan says it to me like that is that's important that's important Mm -hmm. you know um right that's a big deal because because that means that uh that we're not going to be disappointed in the least right Mm -hmm. um and i I don't i think i for my money i think it is going to be the best one i think it's going to be the best star wars movie yet um and I think there's a lot of room for these other movies coming out to uh, to also be incredible. But uh, let's 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 jump back to the behind the scenes video for a second, and oh, I'm gonna yeah. let you talk for a little bit. Uh, so you talking about the behind the scenes video? Yeah. 
that was one of the and a lot of people when they saw that they're just like you know it was, it was like a it was even better than not better but I heard some things about people were just getting emotional because because the way they did this thing and the music and the way the the actors in there were talking about it and you see you see pictures and clips of of the first time we've seen uh, Carrie Fisher's Leia yeah and she was kind of given like I, I think it was um, JJ she was like giving him a hug or kind of like nudging him or yeah you know basically just showing him some love and you're just like wow I mean he's really got everybody on this cast oh, just God. like dialed and in she man just, she looks like leia and it's like yeah. you know like if you've been seeing if you've seen carrie fisher in person in the last few years like uh like i have <laughs> yeah um yeah you kind of you look at her and you go like man th- th- it's your how are they gonna do this <laughs> it's your childhood crush right like and you just look yeah. at her and you're like well she got she got kind of old but i mean not to say that she's not still carrie fisher in every way shape and form but but then uh, I saw her back in April, just before Celebration, at Fan Expo up here in Vancouver. Saw her mm-hmm. from about, I'd say probably about 30 feet away. And I was like, oh man, she is, she looks great. Compared to the last two times that I saw her at Celebrations 5 and 6, it was like, holy smoke, she looks, like like they did it, like she got, she got, you know, in, in, in better shape and uh, and just looking sort of like healthier and more vibrant than she was before. Um, so I don't know what they were doing. I don't know if they just like dropped her in a back to tank for a few weeks, but uh, <laughs> they whatever they did, Something. whatever they did, you yeah. then see her in the outfit on screen uh, in that environment, and it's just like that's Princess Leia. Like she's still she's still she's Princess it, yeah. Leia. She's still kicking. Yeah, and uh, and man, oh. It's one of that is one of the standout moments for me of that, of that behind the scenes. Yeah, that was one, and I didn't hear a lot of people talk about it. But no. when I saw it, I was just like, in seeing the way that she was interacting with JJ, yeah. like, you know, like you almost like you know, hey, you did it, or or you know, this is better than we all just whatever yeah. they were talking about. You just you put it in your own head, like it was something fantastic, and and in the end, seeing like a lot of obviously they talked about a lot of the practical sets in the in the in the video itself, yeah. which was cool. Um, but then also in that panel, what 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 I loved too was hearing um, Harrison Ford, which you know we were supposed to get it at Anaheim, but we didn't. But we got him at Comic Con, which is cool. Uh, his he generally sounded like like for the longest time he's always been really just like ho hum about yeah. it, right? Like oh yeah, whatever. But this time, for whatever reason, he just seemed like he was generally like showing a lot of emotion, like. Like he even said, like you know, this should have felt ridiculous for me to come back, yeah. but and then he tailed off and said, "But it was wonderful." And and a part of me kind of like in the way they and him and uh and Mark Hamill were kind of talking about the the um, dialogue that George Lucas was writing and stuff. They kind of took some shots at him a little bit, and I know they all get along and it's all a thing, but it was like, oh man, they kind of taking a little bit of shots, but whatever. But for the most part, that whole panel was was really cool. I mean, we got some stuff from the the bad guys. We got stuff from Adam Driver who said his character is he thinks he's right, which is a dangerous thing when it's not necessarily evil, but he thinks what he's yeah. doing is the right thing. So I'll give you some clues there. Uh, of course, we got the stuff from Don Hall, Gleason. Um, and, and oh, here's another good one. Check this out. Gwendolyn Christie, when they talked to her, they said, oh, and you know, this is Gwendolyn Christie from Game of Thrones. And then she mentions 
doing this film, she goes, Game of what? You know, this is Star yeah, Wars, yeah. you know. This is beyond Game of Thrones. This is this is a high this, we're on a different level here, you know, a different tier. So everything about that panel and, and one of the greatest things was hearing um Kasdan kind of give a shout out to Lucas, going, Hey, you know what? None of this would be possible without George Lucas. And he, he made a point because there's not been a lot of talk about Lucas yeah. anymore, you know, Mike. And uh, uh, he made a to point say, at except panel. to say thank God he has nothing to do with it, which is yeah. Right. I, oh I, yeah, I think exactly. you're right. Like like right. Lawrence Kasdan made an effort to say he made a point. Yeah, yeah. you don't get here without all so of it, so yeah, yeah. That was good. That was good. And and that that to 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 put that behind the scenes yeah. real. And even though we weren't getting a trailer, which everybody was bummed about, but we getting that you was know, just like, I mean, oh like, man, we, that, that's that's made we didn't great. get a story trailer, but we got exactly what we wanted. Right, which is just a little bit more. We got some right? images, like, and, yeah, and it yeah. was enough. Yeah, it was enough, and then and then the EW uh, I, sort of the spread happened, and and we got all those great new pictures of of, of a lot of characters, and uh, oh man, that new picture of Captain Phasma is fantastic, um, and uh, and we got some new details in there, and sort of Harrison Ford talking about about the experience of coming back to Han Solo. Um, I think, I think just to go back a little bit on what you were saying about his attitude being totally different now, I think a lot of that and, and, you know, like to sort of take a jump off of, of the, the George Lucas comment. Um, I think that you're right. I think you're on the right track that, that I, I don't think that, that I think as much as Harrison loves George, and uh, and and loves working with him in certain elements, which is to say, like uh, developing characters and and um, and sort of uh, being a collaborator on that stuff. Because because when you look at Indiana Jones and and Her- and Han Solo, you can see that there's there's a lot of collaboration that went into creating those characters. I think mm-hmm. that he was he felt like there was nothing left to say for, with the character, but. I I think that JJ found something to say. He found something new to say about Han Solo and that that's what really like that's what got Harrison back not just back into it cuz I think like cuz we know now that George is the one who got Harrison, Mark and Carrie back. He went to them mm-hmm. and said we're doing this and uh and 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 sort of started the ball rolling before the sale even happened, um, <clears throat> but I think that it was JJ that that took the experience and turned it around for Harrison Ford and made it into this positive thing, into this uh, mm-hmm. this this thing that he is not just you know he didn't just show up to do, but that he is. I mean, every time he's appeared on on stage. He's just had this huge smile on his face, and he just, he's it, like he's got new life. It seems like I, I, they, I, I just I haven't seen that from Harrison Ford in a long time. I mean, the last time I really saw it was when he was getting ready to do Indiana Jones Four. Um, and you know, you mm-hmm. like say what you will about that movie. I mean, it's I, I think he's great in it. I think there's some other issues. It's a little bit. A little bit on the long side, but but mm-hmm. it's just so exciting to see him that excited 
And it's another one of those things that makes you go, I'm pretty sure that this is this is this is going to be the best Star Wars movie ever because of these things, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, right? Right. They, the, and he looks and he looks great yeah. too. Like in the, in, of course, in the trailer, and seeing him in person, there's there's quite a bit different. So you know the makeup and whatever yeah. they did with, they just made him look like they did like he did when he was in the original trilogy. Of course, aged up a yeah. ways, but he just man, he looks so yeah. good. And so, I mean, and I mean, like he did, he did, he did crash an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> right um True. and yeah. I, yeah and yeah. you can you can tell that 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 has had a little bit of an effect on him that could be a little stressful yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh man i was so worried i was so worried when that happened because you know i i think we've, we've we may have talked about it i've talked about it with other people that you worry like i mean he's he's in his 70s right i yeah. so at that age something like that i i it can it can especially for a guy like Harrison Ford who's running around acting like he's still in his 50s um it can make that age catch up right and mm-hmm. uh, and and it was really great to see that even though he crashed an airplane <laughs> that it didn't yeah. stop him at all right uh just like when the when, I mean JJ has now talked about the 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 um the incident with the the door on the Millennium Falcon coming down on his leg, uh, and then JJ right. <laughs> JJ trying to lift this thing off of Harrison Ford, yeah. and and literally breaking his back, literally breaking <laughs> yeah. his back. He was trying so right. hard, um, and uh, and 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 just like Harrison you know recovering and then coming back to set and running around and being fine meanwhile jj's got a back brace on underneath his clothes because he's yeah because he's broken he's separated one of his vertebrae right so i mean like harrison ford is han solo he is indiana jones uh and uh and he's an incredible human being oh man i cannot wait i can't wait i can't wait to see him in a movie again you know what's crazy too is that here we are in as of this recording yeah. it's what August twenty fourth. Yeah. Uh, we're almost in September. You know it's it's getting close to almost <laughs> September, three months yeah. away. And again, we have no clue what this story is about. No. If you're staying spoiler free like I am, we have no trailer yet, which is kind of bizarre thinking to me because you know some of the movies that don't come out till twenty sixteen. I mean, look at um, something like Deadpool or something that they didn't have a trailer that just yeah. came out. Uh, a lot of movies have normal trailers out, and they're really keeping this thing tight. I mean, when are we, when do you think we're going to get a real like a, a solid story type so trailer? So JJ said uh, trailer sometime in the fall, and uh, a lot of people are pointing at New York Comic Con. Comic Con, um, yeah. I don't. I actually, which is not till it's October. Not till October, right? and uh, yeah. I mean we'll talk about this a little bit later because we're kind of saving the best for last, but. Uh, um, I don't think they're going to talk about the Force Awakens at, at New York Comic Con very much. I think, I think they're going to hold off. I think they're going to wait uh, and then release the trailer a little bit later. Um, and I, th- I think what they're going to do is they're going to save New York Comic Con for Rebels because they've already announced mm. that panel. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but um, oh right, right, and they haven't said anything about the Force Awakens at New York Comic Con to my knowledge. So. Uh, 
I think that they've they've had they've had all of these opportunities. They they talked a lot about the Force Awakens at Celebration and Comic Con. Um, they talked a little bit more about it at D twenty three, but uh, and this is uh, this is a great place to sort of transition into into uh, the anthology films um, because they definitely mm-hmm. they talked a lot about the anthology films, um, uh, and and now I think it's time uh, going into October. Uh, I think I think because the uh, New York Comic Con's beginning of October, if I'm not mistaken, and then. Uh, I mm-hmm. think what we'll be seeing is a mid to late October premiere for Rebels, and I think that they want to start talking about that. And I, I think they need to start talking about that. It's one of the reasons why yeah. we're doing this episode, yeah. to sort of talk about that. But we'll get to it. But um, I, I, so I think, <clears throat> I think they'll let the Rebels premiere come and go before they drop that trailer. Because if they drop that trailer, Rebels is going to get lost in the mix. It's it's just not going right. to be a thing, right? So, um, so yeah, I don't know. I I think it'll be a little while, but I think that when we get that trailer, and I think I think it could be as late as November. Um, wow, yeah, that That's trailer. Here's the deal: they don't need to release a trailer because <laughs> I don't know about you. <laughs> I don't know yeah. about you, but yeah. every time I think about December eighteenth, I have anxiety, man. Like I have a panic attack because I go. <laughs> How am I seeing this movie? Where am I seeing this yeah. movie? What Where, day yeah, am I exactly. seeing this movie? Are they gonna do? Are they gonna do press screenings? Is there some way that we can get into a press screening? Are they gonna do a premiere at the Presidio? <laughs> are they gonna do something the guy, that we might get invited to? Like we've been invited to Clone Wars and Rebels in the past. Is that something that like are we on their radar for that? Should I email somebody about it? Should I start booking? <laughs> A, a yes, flight yes, to get yes. down to San Francisco, but when would I book that for? Would it be a month before? Would it be a week before? Would it be two days before? Like my brain does that every time somebody says December eighteenth. So for me, I'm of two minds. I got to see that movie as soon as I possibly can, and then the other part of me says, "And this is the this is the Jedi. This is the Obi Wan Kenobi side of me, which you know, like I, I try and live up to as much as possible. Is the the Obi Wan Luke Skywalker side that says, you know what? Just see it on the 18th. Who cares if yeah. there are early screenings? That's if if press get to see it beforehand, and and I'm not saying that like there, it's not like there aren't members of the press like us and like Eric Goldman at IGN and and other people." that uh that aren't massive diehard star wars fans like we are but Mm -hmm. see it with the people that that you should see it with you know what i mean like there's part of me that says like that that i and i tweeted this last week and said i part of me really hopes that there are no early screenings the only people who get to see that early are the people who made it like like that that the premiere is in probably I, I would imagine it would be in San Francisco, um, if not like maybe L.A. Um, at the at uh, the El Capitan right in Hollywood. Um, right. But like them and you know a few select you know sort of like the celebrity sort of thing and you like and let them see it like like is the eighteenth a Friday? The eighteenth a Friday, right? Um, let right. them see it like Wednesday. Let them see it a couple of days early because the last thing I want <laughs> is a bunch of press going and seeing it two weeks early or a month early and then talking about it. It's like mm-hmm. 
things will get ruined. Some idiot who has press credentials, and trust me, there are a lot of them, some idiot who has press credentials will get in, he will see the movie, and he will promptly write a synopsis of the whole plot, and it will be unavoidable. And, like, whatever the twist is, whatever the Luke I am your father moment is, of which I am guessing there are at least three in this movie... Hmm. it'll get they'll get ruined they'll just get ruined for us and 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 i and i think jj understands that and i think jj wants everybody to see it together and so my real hope is that that's what they do is that that's what marvel uh, uh disney and lucasfilm do is that they just kind of you know like other movies can have early screenings other movies but this is star wars it doesn't need a trailer it doesn't need press it doesn't need any of that stuff i and the other part and another thing like i want to line up and i just feel like there's not really going to be lineups there's not going to be everything's like you you buy your seating in advance you know where you're going to sit Right. right. Oh yeah. Um, which is another source of anxiety because I'm like, oh man, like we got to get into an IMAX theater and we got to be like, <laughs> like, like, yeah. third row center, right? Like that's where that's where we got to be. <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. And so, like, I I don't know. Like, there's all this all this stuff around the the uh, actually seeing the movie for the first time where I'm kind of like. <sighs> I just got to let it go. I just got to kind of like breathe in and then let it go. Cause yeah, like that first time you see it is always the best. Um, It's always like the most amped up. It's the most you will love that movie is the first time that you see it. But it's not, it's not, I don't know. I just said it was the best, but I'm going to say it's not the best, best, right? It's not, it is not the screening that you'll be watching it and something will click, right? Like all of a sudden you'll realize something that you never right. realized before. So for me, it's it's like I got I have to let go of that first screening experience being perfect and realize that it's Star Wars. And although I'm going to see it for the first time on December 18th, let's say, uh, it will not be the last time I see that movie. <laughs> it might not even no. be the last time I no. see that movie on December 18th. That so, <laughs> you know, yeah, like it's going to sure. be it, it, it like all Star Wars movies, like all Star Wars experiences, because we are hardcore diehard uh, Star Wars fans. It's an experience that's going to live with you and grow with you. And as you hit different parts of your life, different stages in your life, you are going to realize different things about about that movie. So. Um, we were supposed to be transitioning into talking about the anthology movies and we got back to the force awakens, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. How do you feel? How do you feel well, about yeah. the? Well, here's the thing you talk about anthology the, about the premiere just, just before we jump off that. Oh, subject. no, no. The premiere is the only thing I'm worried about is like you is like, I want to see it in IMAX and we have an IMAX close by that you're actually able to choose your seat. Yeah. So now it's now I'm now I'm worried about okay when is the exact second I can get on that yeah. website and get that third row center seat you know what I mean <laughs> that's what I'm gonna be doing and then that whole weekend I'll see it probably once a day for the for the rest of the weekend if not a few times depending on who I'm gonna yeah. go with and who yeah. else wants to see it again yeah one so, of my one of my uh, buddies was like yeah. I I 
how about that Star Wars movie? I think I might see that. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll definitely <laughs> join you for my fourth viewing. And he was yeah. like, fourth? I'm that low on the list? And I'm like, you need to understand that I have plans around this movie. <laughs> and <laughs> the fourth viewing will probably be the 19th. So right relax you know like it's and uh, yeah and the thing is if you see it like you know there's gonna be midnight showings maybe even 10 o'clock thursday night showings if you see one of those rest assured you're gonna have to see it because half that movie you're gonna be trying to listen over hooping and hollering and cheering and stuff like that so yeah because we do here you know you're gonna be i don't know about you guys in the states but in canada a lot of the time we get a seven o'clock release on the thursday so that's like oh, wow. uh, Avengers, Ant Man, Jurassic World. I saw all of them at seven o'clock the Thursday before they came out. Like the the they like if Jurassic Park came out on the twentieth and I saw it on the nineteenth at seven o'clock. Yeah. Um, nice. And then they'll actually do like that. That viewing is generally done wrapped up around ten o'clock, and then they'll do like another viewing at like ten fifteen, ten thirty, depending on how long your movie is. Uh, and so for me, it is like I will absolutely be prepared on the website and like i will be purchasing the seven o'clock tickets and somebody else will be purchasing the 10 o'clock tickets so that (laughs) if we don't get the perfect seats at seven we're getting the perfect seats at 10 right so that like (laughs) and 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 it's like i want to see it like i i i want to see it in imax 3d and then i want to see it in a regular 2d theater because I want to see it without all of the, you know, the 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 effects yeah. sort of clouding that, right? Like I want to see it pure, oh, like sure. like a yeah. like an old Star Wars movie, and I want to be able to focus on the visuals in a in a more holistic way rather than being distracted by the 3D. So, like like I said to to, to my buddy Casey, I said like fourth viewing is not low on the list. Fourth viewing is the next day. <laughs> fourth viewing is not a big deal yeah. it's sunday at the latest you know like depending on how fast tickets sell out because i will see it True. those two times on the thursday more than likely and then i will probably be there for the first viewing on friday and then i'll probably be there again on like you said like once a day that weekend it's like friday saturday sunday um seeing yeah. the movie over and over and i i didn't do that with the other with the prequels i'll be honest I've only seen each of the prequels in a theater once. I never went back to see them again. And I think that that says something about the prequels. Um, and, and I, I don't, I don't want to be super negative about it, but it does. I think that that does say something about the prequels as opposed to like, I've seen the original trilogy in the theater, uh, four or five times per movie. And they didn't, they were way out of the theater by the time I was, born right i mean like return of the jedi is 83 and i was born in 85 so mm-hmm. it says something i think right and and with the force awakens i intend on seeing that movie multiple times in the theater so um mm-hmm. yeah uh <clears throat> anything else about the force awakens before we switch over uh no no let's switch over to okay. uh the anthologies or a Star Wars story. Yeah, yeah. So I, right. I guess that was one yeah. of the bigger things at D23. Um, StarWarsAnthologies.com or StarWarsAnthology.com, I think, uh, is, a, is a URL that I that I ordered. 
uh, at Star ah, Wars Celebration right. um, and didn't do anything with, and now it doesn't mean anything. So, uh, yay for that. Uh, or whatever, <laughs> it's $12. It's not a big deal. But, yeah, um, yeah, they switched it up. Now it's a Star Wars story, um, which is interesting to me because it's got a little bit of a different connotation to me. Star Wars anthology See, I thought that too. Yeah. was a little yeah. bit like, it sounded a little bit more epic. It sounded like saga. It does. Right. Like, cause, yeah. and I think that that's how they wanted to, that they were going to brand it. They were going to be like, this is the Star Wars saga one through nine. And then maybe if they keep going 10, 11, 12, and they keep doing these trilogies, right. This main Star Wars saga storyline of the Skywalkers and Solo and Darth Vader and the, the larger galactic struggle, right. The, the, the good versus evil part of it, the, the, the Jedi and the Sith element. Um, and then the Star Wars anthology would be these side stories, these sort of like pick and choose these different pieces of the of the galaxy to, to dive into. But now they're going Star Wars story, which to me sounds like um, sounds like like that could a Star Wars story could be it, it is it Rogue One. Uh, and it's it's this Han Solo anthology, this Han Solo Star Wars story, um, but then it could also be a cartoon. It could also be a kids movie, right? So I don't know if maybe that's where they're going with that, but but that's kind of what it sounds like to me. I thought when I heard that news, um, I think I felt the same way as you. Is like I was like I kind of like the anthology. It had more of like a gravitas yeah. to it. Than a Star Wars story, and at first I thought, "Oh crap, Star Wars story." Does this mean that they're not going to be? Is this going to be like a legend, you yeah. know, expanded universe yeah. type thing? And then like, no. Then they explain, no, it's just they want a, a different, a different flow or whatever with the title. And then I was okay with it, but um, that's the thing that scared me at first was like, "Oh no, what are they doing?" You know, like this does not mean it's going to be in the universe anymore. It's just like a story they're going to tell. Yeah. But uh, now that I know that it's it's it doesn't mean anything it's not going to be it's still going to be all you know canon and in the universe and all that i'm i'm okay with it but i i did feel like you i did feel that because a lot of people are like oh i love star wars story it's the be- it's way better than anthology it's like oh i kind of thought the anthology thing had a had a nice little ring to it and had a heftiness or whatever you want to call it just sounded a little more uh i guess a, not a dull but I don't know. You know what I'm yeah, talking no, about. Yeah, no, I think but, I think uh, the first word you said was gravitas, and I think that that, that I think yeah. that that's right. Um, but I think that that's also the problem, right? And I think that that's what mm. that might be what they got stuck on was that a Star Wars anthology sounds like it does it like. So here's the deal: everybody's really excited about Rogue One, the first Star Wars anthology, or uh, as they are now called, a Star Wars story, but. Mm-hmm. With a Star Wars story, I was talking to Crystal about this a little while ago, my wife, uh, and uh, and I said, Rogue One's not the first Star Wars story. It's not, right? We've got the Star Wars saga, but I can count three Star Wars stories that already exist. One, You're talking about canon stories? I'm talking about canon stories. Well, not necessarily canon stories, but depending on how they want to spin it, Right. One of them is canon, which is Clone Wars, which I think should be re-released as a Star Wars story with that. Um, The other two are the Ewok movies. They're movies, right? I mean, like, and and they're TV movies, and that's a slightly different thing. But I think that there might be TV movies on the way, if not miniseries. Um, Right. And and I think that that 
for all intents and purposes. I, there is nothing about either of those movies that uh, I think contradicts or or breaks the Star Wars mythology. They're not like the the um, uh, what's it called the the holiday special. I mean, like the idea of there right, being right. ponies on Endor is a little bit silly, but you know like that's that's kind of the limitation of what they were doing at the time but there are these other star wars stories out there um that i wouldn't say that they fit under the title of star wars anthologies but they do definitely fit under the uh, under the moniker of star wars story they are a star wars story and i would love to see the ewok movies get individual re-releases uh on blu-ray with some special features and that sort of thing, and uh, and and the 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 logo of a Star Wars story, I would love to see that, but I don't know if that's something yeah. that Lucasfilm wants to do. I don't know if that's something that Disney wants to do. Um, but but to me, I don't know. Like it kind of makes sense. Like it, that's two kids movies that you can release on D- on Blu-ray, uh, and and make a big deal about. So and and digital and all that sort of stuff. So. Uh, so I don't know. I, I would like to see that with this change in title. I would like to see that, but I mm-hmm. I might be alone in that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ewok, everybody's like Ewok. Yeah, Ewok. I have an inkling yeah. that I might be alone, <laughs> in that, but but I don't, I don't know. I don't, if, so if you're listening and you agree with me, tweet at me or or whatever, and uh, tweet at tweet at Star Wars, um, and let them know that you would like to see these these other movies get their get a re-release as a star wars story but um i, I mean mm-hmm. clone wars might be a little bit difficult because it was distributed by warner brothers and there's and warner brothers obviously doesn't like disney and there's all sorts of yeah issues there and it's a shame it's a real shame that disney didn't jump <clears throat> on the clone wars and and distribute the clone wars um, because then I don't think we would have, have a lot of the problems that we had with the Clone Wars uh, towards the end of it with, with you know, the, the lost missions and, and, and it getting cut short. Um, I think that the WB involvement is the, is the biggest part of that. But um, mm-hmm. anyways, uh, uh, big news for Rogue One specifically, right? Uh, we, got, we got cast news. So we basically got the full lineup of the cast. Um, and here I should have this open already, but I don't. <clears throat> uh, great diverse cast, by the way. Yeah, and a great, great cast. cast yeah. um, and we've actually we have an email a little bit later on uh, talking about that. Um, okay. But uh, I, yeah, it's it's really nice to see a cast that is not just a bunch of white dudes in you know black vests with white helmets, um, and to see that these characters. Our characters that the uh, that the the rebel crew for Rogue One is interesting, just mm. even just from a visual yeah. perspective. So obviously uh, we we know that we had Felicity Jones, um, but a, a lot of these character, a lot of these actors were rumored and are now confirmed. And uh, the list is Felicity D- Jones, uh, Diego Luna, Ben Mendelsohn, Donnie Yen, uh, Jiang Wen. Forrest Whitaker, Mads Mikkelsen, Alan Tudyk, and Riz Ahmed. Uh, so let's each 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 of us pick uh, a, an actor out of this casting that we are the most excited about. Um, 
Okay, let me shoot. I want to pick. I was going to pick three. Okay, go. Okay, I'll, I'll pick just three, say this. Well, I'll just say I'll say this. I think the most excited about, and here's the here's the three that surprised me yeah. the most was Whitaker, Tudyk, and Mickelson, uh, Maz yeah. Mickelson. Um, and Mickelson is the one that I'm most intrigued about because I'm just so used to seeing him in Bond movies as a villain. Of course, he's Hannibal. Yeah. If you watch the Hannibal series, fantastic in that. Uh, just a really just you know he's got a this this look to him and this. Um, He's just, if he if he plays a uh, you know a quote unquote bad guy, I mean he's really going to be able to 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 dial that in. So that's kind of the one I'm most excited about. But those are the three that kind of just like blew me yeah. away. Like what? Forrest yeah. Whitaker, really? You know, and Tudyk, really? Where the, it's just so, I don't know, man. It's just, so it's cool. What do you think? What do you got? Here's the deal. I uh, we are in total agreement. Um, I mean, I'm also I, we've talked about Felicity Jones being being the lead for this movie for a while um and i am super excited about that i'm excited that that uh that it is a woman in the lead um the the obviously the leader of the team by that video uh, the the image that they've released um but mads mickelson as an imperial officer of any sort is inspired genius casting i'm a huge fan (laughs) of of hannibal And, uh, and, and in particular because of him. And so, I I'm going to throw something at you because we got, we've gotten this rumor recently that, uh, that they're going to be bringing Tarkin back somehow and they're going to be using digital stuff to do that. Um, and looking at this picture of Mads Mikkelsen on starwars.com, what if Mads Mikkelsen is going to be Tarkin? That'd be crazy because how would he? How would they do? He's got such a distinct voice. Yeah. Both of them do. I mean, Tarkin does the character of Tarkin, but Mickelson as well has a very distinct voice. And I don't know how it, how you do that unless you would dub his voice, which I could. I don't know. I don't. I don't do think that, that they would dub his voice, but I think that uh, being a, a pr- very professional and well trained actor, that uh, he might be able yeah. to. Uh, he might be able to pull it off. They can pull it off. Yeah. Um, e- either yeah. that or he's just another uh, imperial. But man, I'm guaranteeing you right now that this that that Mads Mikkelsen is a, is a bad guy. He's one of the bad guys. He kind of has yeah. to be. Um, I did hear some stuff about being an imperial officer, but I, I would I would think, man, why would you not necessarily waste? But unless this imperial character is going to be you know a major part of the story. I can't just yeah. see him just being some just random character. So you saying Tarkin, I can see that, or 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 a Imperial that's going to have a, a main part in this movie. I mean, just think of the time frame of this movie, Mike, yep. and the people and the characters that you can have in yes. this thing. It's crazy. Everybody from Tarkin to, I mean, Vader is going around at this particular time. Yeah. And we know. I mean, I and mean, we know that, that <laughs> James Earl Jones is not afraid to jump in the sound booth and record yes, a little bit I mean, of Vader. If there was one person or one character that could possibly yeah. be easy to do, because you still have James Earl Jones do the yep. voice, you could throw. I guess you can't really throw anybody in the suit, but you just get somebody big that could that can fill in that suit yeah. and kind of copy a little bit of what David Prowse did. I mean, you're you're set. I mean, and then you talk about Tarkin, and then we've speaking of Rebels, this Rebels podcast. I mean, they talked about Rebels characters possibly somehow possibly in this. I mean, it's well, crazy and- to think of. This is what I'm most excited about as far as summer um, announcements. Yeah. 
is probably, I mean, maybe, you know, of course, The Force Awakens stuff, but yeah. this would be a very close second about all the stuff going on with Rogue One. The thing that I find so interesting about the designs of these characters uh, is that if you take a look at these five main characters that we've got, and you just mm-hmm. think about Star Wars Rebels, and you think of what we've seen so far of, of Star Wars Rebels, I see these characters right alongside those characters. There's uh, yeah, true. just like the like our rebels have a color palette of of orange, green, purple, right? Mm-hmm. That's the color palette. And then you look at these guys, and they have a color palette of brown, blue, red. Like, and it's not quite red. It's like kind of a burgundy red that that mm-hmm. feeds. In. It's a little bit of a cooler red that feeds into that blue. <clears throat> but you look at them, and like these five characters look like a crew. In the same way that our five slash six, if you count Chopper, characters look like a crew on Rebels, mm-hmm. right? Like it yeah. almost it's it's almost like they took a beat from Rebels and sort of translated it over. And then you look at uh, I I can't t- I I think it's is it Jang Wen's character? No, it's Donnie Yen's character is the one with the Donnie beard and the, yeah. and the long hair, right? Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Uh, you look at him with like that that chest plate that he's got, and then you think of Ahsoka and the way that she's dressed in Star Wars Rebels, and I see mm-hmm. a connection there, right? Like you like you can kind of see where those two characters visually yeah. link up. And uh, man, would it not be awesome if Ahsoka shows up in this movie? <laughs> you just get yeah. like I man. I just think you get Ashley Eckstein. I just think that you put makeup on her, you put her in the outfit, and and you're done. Like, she looks like Ahsoka. She's done it before. She's done the costume for Ahsoka. Oh, right. uh, Makeup and everything for younger Ahsoka. And I think that she could pull off the older Ahsoka just as easily. And, 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 I mean, like, they're talking about bringing Peter Cushing back from the dead. So, uh, clearly they are <laughs> ambitious, ambitious with yeah. this movie. So, yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, Rogue One looks like it is on the right track. Uh, I mean, you're talking about Gary Whitta writing, Gareth Edwards directing, and then this fantastic cast. Um, I don't know what more yeah. you could want. I don't know what more you could want. It looks like it is on track to be a stellar movie. It's going to be so good. Um, I saw that cast photo yeah. and the first time I saw it, just looking at it and the way it was, it was lighted and the way they're dressed, like you said, combine that with the, the images we got from the, you know, the trailer that was, it was a made up trailer, but still, and, yeah. and the, the just calming the, chatter, yeah, at the end, the it all made sense. Yeah. yeah. The visual, it, it just paired like, yeah. It t- made total sense. Like, oh yeah, that's that's exactly what. When I heard that trailer, or when I saw the trailer yeah. and I heard the chatter and all that, that's exactly what I was envisioning. Was that set photo? Yeah. You know, just the way it looked and the way they were dressed and the, the ragtag crew. That's kind of what I was envisioning. So, yeah. man, I'm I'm really pumped to to see that and where it's yeah. Go. It's so funny because there's some of those set photos leaked and they didn't. They're not really anything. I mean, like it's a. It's part of a lander, and it's some crates and some guns yeah. um, on a jungle, yeah. or like in a jungle, and it's, it's not it's not a big deal. It's so funny when those images leaked. I kind of ignored them because I thought that they were Force Awakens. Like I thought that oh, they yeah. were just more images yeah. from the Force Awakens of like the Resistance base that we saw um, 
And and I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. And then at some point I read the actual headline and was like, oh, oh, these are Rogue One pictures. And it's like, this is what this <laughs> is what our lives are going to be like for the foreseeable future. They're just making Star Wars movies, man. Like, they're just making Star Wars movies. More and more and more and more and more Star Wars movies. So, um, I'm so excited. It, there is never... Yeah. we've We have said this. Other podcasts have said this. Uh, other people have said this. That it's never been a better time to be a Star Wars fan. Right now... Wow is the best time in Star Wars history to be a Star Wars fan. There are three movies in the process. Four, if you count, like, early pre-production on Episode Nine. Uh, right. I guess five, if you count if you count Han Solo as well. Right? Oh, Han Solo, yeah. Um, right. And yeah. then whatever Josh Trank was working on that got dropped, it's still out there, and that's six movies. Yeah. That is six Star Wars movies. And we have Rebels. And there's rumors about a live-action show maybe being in the works. On Netflix? Yeah, jeez, yeah. Like, it blows my mind. And there's some great comics. I mean, the the, the Kanan oh, yeah. comic has been fantastic, and everybody should be reading that if they're not. Um, <clears throat> it is, and Battlefront's coming, and it's just like, it's so, it's just so perfect. <laughs> it keeps coming. It's so yeah. perfect. It's so incredible. It's so amazing. Um, I envy all of the seven, eight, nine-year-olds that are out there right now that that yeah. live in this time. Because when I was that age, there was no Star Wars, really, right? Like, it was the, it was just at the tail end of the dark times. Um, there yeah. there were books, but that was about it. There was the, the card game, and then the special edition finally happened when I was about, like, 11 or 12. And, uh, and Star Wars started to come back in a big way. And then it feels like it died again. It feels like after episode three, it kind of died. And the Clone Wars was oh, there. Yeah. And we were, you know, you and me, right from the start, <laughs> were carrying the banner for the Clone Wars and saying, this is Star Wars. This is real Star Wars. Yeah. But as Disney took over and sort of, and, uh, and we all, the second it happened, we all knew it was coming. But it, it took a little while for Disney to get up and running. Um and now the now everything's like pumping on all cylinders, and they, we've got TV shows, movies. Uh, Colin Trevorrow, hot off Jurassic World, going to be directing episode yes. nine. Not really anything else to say about that, other than okay, cool, that's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, what are you going to say? Yeah. I mean, he he's directed the what the second highest grossing yeah. movie of all time now, or whatever yeah. it is. So, yeah. so there you go. <laughs> I, I is soon to be trumped by the number one highest grossing. I mean, they should just go ahead and when they announced yeah. that, they should have just announced that it bumped Marvel Avengers age of ultron into the number three spot and it would take the number two spot because we all know that star wars is the number one spot this holiday but uh i yeah all this stuff i don't and then man i forgot i forgot which and it's incredible that i forgot to add this to our rundown my favorite announcement of the whole summer is disney really getting their butts in gear and announcing star oh, wars land that's right at disneyland <laughs> and hollywood yeah. studios in in florida that's right um and more than more than i think we hoped for 
I mean, like, I was excited at the oh, idea of them sort of taking over some areas of Tomorrowland and, and that sort of thing. And it looks like they're going to do Marvel stuff in Tomorrowland, uh, although they're not really talking a lot about it because they can't until stuff runs out with Universal. But um, yeah. Star Wars Land is everything I think we've ever hoped for, everything we've ever dreamed about is, you know, walking through... I, like the way that I picture it right now and the way that they've sort of presented it is that there's going to be an area where you just kind of kind of walk through a, uh, like a, a tunnel almost kind of in the same way that when you get to Disneyland, you know, you get to Disneyland or the magic kingdom, you, you have to like, you, the, you come through and there's the, the big garden in the front, you know, the Mickey and flowers and you can see the train station and everything. And you're like, Oh cool. We're at Disneyland. We're through the gate. But then you have to go to the right or the left and you go through those tunnels. And when you come out of those tunnels, that's when you're in Disneyland. Like, then you've been transported from the real world into Disneyland, right? Into the the magical world of Disney sort of thing. Where Thunder Mountain is, or Thunder Ranch is right now, Big Thunder Ranch, they're going to, I believe, I feel they're going to have that same sort of effect where you're going to to walk through a gate and when you walk into it you're going to be leaving thunder mountain behind you uh and fantasy land off to the side and you're going to enter into a lot like like toontown does the same thing you go through that little tunnel and you come up out and you're in toontown you're in a cartoon you're going to be in the star wars galaxy and it's Mm -hmm. not going to be like it's not going to be like Star Tours where you're at Disneyland going on a Star Wars ride. You are going to be in Star Wars. You're going to be on a planet that we've never seen before. Um, we don't know what planet it is. My guess is that it's in Episode 7. Um, and that it might be the yes. planet that Maz Kanata and her pirate crew are hanging out on. Um, it might be where the Resistance base is. We'll, we'll kind of have to wait and see. But... Uh, but yeah, like it looks like a new planet with some new aspects to it, but then with some very familiar stuff. Uh, a, a full-size Millennium Falcon that you could walk on and uh, that you get in and you you uh, you go on an adventure in the Millennium Falcon where you get to take the controls. I mean, man, hanging out in, like I, 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 in, in the cantina and fighting the resistance, uh, all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah. All this stuff is, or sorry, not fighting, fighting the first order as the resistance, I, uh, I, and all of the care, all of the cast members will be Star Wars characters, not like name, like face characters, but they've sort of talked about it like they're inhabitants of that world, and and that's just, it's so exciting that that. I can't, that is the thing that I can't wait for. <clears throat> the movies are one yeah. thing, but man, when they open that up in a few years at Disneyland, I'm going to walk in and it's going to be very hard to get me out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm yes. bringing bags. I'm moving in. I'm, I am living <laughs> there. Um, I'm just happy it's coming to the West coast. Cause yeah. a lot of things always go, you know, Star Wars weekends is yeah. always in. Florida, we never get that down yeah. here. So, to see that they're going to really pump this over in, in on the West Coast, and they're going to turn, which I don't think they're doing this in Florida, they're going to turn 
the uh, Space Mountain into a uh, Star Wars type, you know, where you're going to be like maybe an X-Wing going yeah. through it's gonna turn something into like that. Space I don't know. Mountain. So, high, if, yeah, if yeah, you've ever exactly. been to Disneyland at Halloween, they do, uh, uh, it turns into um, Ghost Galaxy, uh, mm-hmm. where it's like it becomes haunted. You you travel through a haunted nebula or something like that, and that was the first time I ever rode Space Mountain was Ghost Galaxy. Um, oh wow! Okay, because I went at Halloween, like Crystal and I went for our for our honeymoon in October, so everything was done up for Halloween, um, and so that like they had like like uh, you know like on um, Pirates of the Caribbean now they have that one part with Davy Jones. Where you, like right. you see like his tentacle face and everything, and on the Indiana Jones ride, they have the part with the rats running along the log, um, where they're kind mm-hmm. of like projecting it against against smoke. They did the same thing right. for Ghost Galaxy, where they have like this this skull nebula thing talking at you and sort of like taunting you as you ride. Um, and I think they're going to do a similar thing, where they're going to have like you're going to be going through Space Mountain, but you're going to there's going to be like x-wings and tie fighters fighting overhead and and uh, it'll just be a little bit more star wars themed and star wars music playing and everything so that's (laughs) going to be awesome that's that's part of a new season at disneyland kind of like i was talking about in october they do the halloween stuff and then after that they do christmas um and they have some valentine's day stuff that they do uh and and more so than just star wars weekends out at Hollywood Studios in in Florida, it's there. I think they're calling it Season of the Force, and it's yes. the whole park is going to be Star Wars themed. And you can you can rest assured that the first season of the Force that they do, I will be booking a flight <laughs> down there. Uh, I'm going to do everything in my power to get down there for that first season of the Force and check it out. Uh, and uh, and and experience all this new Star Wars stuff. Oh, man, I am so excited because Disneyland is my absolute favorite place on this planet. And uh, the fact you're right, man. The fact that they're bringing it to the West Coast finally that uh, that it's going to be that much easier for me to get to the Star Wars stuff. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I'm so excited yeah, for this is. stuff. And it seems like it's the furthest off, but it is the most. And that's probably why, like, it wasn't the most present in my mind. But every time I start thinking about it, I just get so amped up. I get so excited about it. Um, Can you imagine? Well, it would be cool if they could combine it with, you know, possibly getting a celebration in, what, 2017? And having something, you know, along the same lines where they open up Star Wars Land with in conjunction. That would be kind of cool if they... We're able to sync that up, but I don't know what the time frame is. Was it 2017 they're talking about? Uh, man, I don't think it's going to be that fast. I, th- I think like Cars Land. Oh, even longer. Huh? Cars Land took yeah. a long time. Um, yeah. So I think that it might be a little bit longer than that, but but I don't know, man. It, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way, and Disney's got the will right now. They got the will yeah. strong <laughs> because yeah. this every little piece of this is is money in the bank for them um they are they're at an all-time high man if if oh yeah if you've ever i mean the 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 stock market's been kind of bouncing around this last week or so um you know what stock is probably fine is disney's stock i'm sure it's (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, it's probably yeah. it probably everybody else was probably going down. It was probably still going up. So um, every time they do one of these things, I mean, when they when they released the teaser trailer, the second teaser trailer for The Force Awakens, their stock almost doubled. It almost right. doubled that day at Star Wars Celebration yeah. because people see this and they know that this is just money. It's just so much money. Um, and you can see it. Like Disney's opening star, uh, Disney stores all over the place. One just opened up here in Vancouver. Another one, I should say, because we already have one just like five minutes away from my house. And now I have one five minutes away from work. Uh, I bought a new mug today there. Um, Darth, ah, Darth Vader that. comic book mug. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like the, Disney's getting ready to. They're not getting ready. They are in the process of selling the crap out of this Star Wars, Marvel, and Disney stuff. Um, it's crazy. But uh, hey, watch that stock when yeah. uh, the Force Awakens oh, yeah. uh, premieres in the 18th oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's everything else. Now let's get into what you guys came here for. Uh, let's let's talk about some Star Wars Rebels news. Uh, yes. So we've got. A couple of things here. Uh, let's go in order of, of uh, let's go chronology of when these are going to be important. First and foremost, this Sunday, Disney Infinity 3.0 comes out. And with that uh, is uh, all of the, the Rebels figures that they got. Now, I'm excited about the Rebels figures, but I am upset about two missing characters. Uh, and that is Hera and Chopper. They don't have figures. And, yeah, that's so odd. Too. And, Hera, really? Yeah, and yeah. and and it and mm, it bugs me. It bugs me a lot because I because I know Hera is Crystal's favorite character, so I really want to pick up a Hera figure for her, but it doesn't exist. Um, and then and then Chop, Chop's part of the team too. So, uh, but you yeah. know what? I don't. I haven't seen a C three PO or R two D two figure for these Disney Infinity figures yet. So. There's a there's still a lot of time. They still there there's still a lot to do with all of these characters. Um, but I've got my Anakin and Ahsoka pre-ordered. I've got my Obi Wan pre-ordered, uh, uh, Yoda pre-ordered, and I have Kanan pre-ordered. So those will be all the figures that I pick up on release this Sunday. Are you gonna be picking this up this Sunday? Uh, I don't even I didn't even know anything about these i mean <laughs> i don't even know what i don't even know what disney 3.0 is it's like i guess it's a game right yeah so disney infinity is a game where you buy the figures and uh, and you buy this little base and 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 the video game you put the video game in plug the base in and then you take the figures you put them on the base and then they they show up in the game so uh, oh, okay. in order to play as a character in the game you have to buy the figure um i was just gonna buy the figures just because i thought they looked yeah cool. but you don't have to play the game yeah. in order to buy the figures but uh, here's the deal, and this is a little bit we're gonna sort of make a sideways step into Frontline's territory because mm-hmm. the first game that they're releasing because there's because they 3.0 is a, is kind of a it's more of a, a a season of games than it is a game itself because um, 3.0 launches with Twilight of the Republic, which is a Clone Wars game, so it is. Mm. Uh, that's why it comes with Anakin and Ahsoka. That's why I picked up Obi Wan and Yoda, um, and it is, it's, it's not just Clone Wars era. Okay, it is Clone Wars. It is Star Wars: The Clone Wars. The whole cast is back 
for this game. And mm-hmm. I was on the fence about the game. I was just going to pick up figures. And then last week they released a video with the dialogue, like like a story video, uh, sort of like the first mm-hmm. the first real look at it. And Matt Lanter and Ashley Eckstein huh. and, uh-huh. and and uh, uh, James Arnold Taylor and Sam Flippin' Whitwer as Darth Maul <laughs> all back. Really? for a for a clone wars story that that you get to play and i was just like you know what just take my money just take it i'm gonna buy the game eventually um at the end of the month uh, at the end of september i i uh rise of the empire i believe it's called comes out which is a it comes with luke and leia in in the starter set and that play set as they call them which is another game is the classic trilogy era so that's where your Han Solo, like Han and Chewie don't come out this Sunday, but they'll be out with that set, um, along with a bunch of the other classic characters. And then at D23, they revealed the first two Force Awakens characters for the Force Awakens playset, and that was Finn and Rey. Um, so there's going to be also, like, that's three playsets already. And then there's also an Inside Out playset, and there's also the old playsets, although you need the old game to play the old playsets. But you can bring the old figures. So what's really cool about Disney Infinity is that they have this thing called the Toy Box, which is like the uh, uh, an open world kind of playground where you can build your own world, um, kind of like a game called Little Big Planet, if you've ever heard of that, um, where you build up your own world with with your mm-hmm. own games and stuff like that so you can build racetracks you can build uh you can build like uh you can create enemies that come after you and stuff um and you can you can mix and match characters in that world so you can have luke skywalker next to buzz lightyear hanging out with mickey mm. mouse and donald duck and and you can build you can build Disneyland like you can you can rebuild parts of Disneyland they even have like the castle they have they have uh, uh, Cinderella's castle that you can actually like stick right in the middle so you could you could build and people have built Disneyland in Disney Infinity and you can run around with Luke Skywalker now or Boba Fett or whoever you want in that world uh, and you can have Kanan fight Boba Fett you can have Yoda fight uh iron man because they've got marvel characters as well right so it's right. uh the the cool thing about disney infinity is that it kind of lets you create your own stuff and it is they call it the toy box for a reason right so that's cool but yeah. i'm super excited about about uh the twilight of the republic uh game and I believe I'm pretty sure you can use your Star Wars Rebels characters in Twilight of the Republic. Um, <clears throat> now I don't know I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but the screenshot that they showed of the four characters that they did, Kanan, Ezra, Sabine, and and Zeb, they are they're fighting battle droids. So mm. there's a there, and I think that the background's kind of like Episode One. So. Um, uh, the 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 generator room on Theed. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I I'm I'm really excited about it. I'm picking up a bunch of stuff. I'm throwing down a bunch. So that's of coming out this week. Yeah, that comes out this week. Friday comes out. It comes out okay. on Sunday. But where do you buy them at? Uh, Walmart, Toys R Us. Oh, so Target, okay, so it's normal. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah they'll be oh, everywhere. Man. They'll be everywhere. I was thinking there was some kind of a you know you had to get them on Disney.com or something like that. But if no, you can get them at no. 
Oh, I'll look out for those then. No, yeah, for yeah. Sure. You just, you'll be able to go everywhere and get them. Um, okay. So the other thing, that's Sunday. And then Tuesday, uh, Star Wars Rebels Season 1 comes out on Blu-ray and DVD. So I, yeah. you should all jump on Amazon and pre-order that right now um, uh, so that it shows up on Tuesday for you. I've got mine pre-ordered. I'm really excited about it. There's a bunch of Hopefully there's some, special uh, features. The extra stuff. stuff. Yeah. yeah right. <clears throat> yeah. All the all the little vignettes that they did sort of as the pre-release to uh, the, the prologue stuff that they did um, is all on there. Uh, the whole first season's on there. Uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff. So, yeah, it's really exciting. I'm, I'm excited about Rebel Season 1. I'm going to probably get that and then quickly re-watch Season 1 uh, mm. on Blu-ray. Yeah. Um, and then the biggest thing is uh, is Rebels at New York Comic Con. Yeah, so that's when they're going to have the the premiere for actually the two yeah. two episodes that we haven't seen, I guess, right? Yeah, um, yeah, the the episodes. And as we we found, we discovered recently, the first couple episodes are going to be that clone storyline. Um, Rex, yeah. With uh, yeah, with Rex uh, and and all those characters. Gregor. So I uh, let me see if the title of the episodes is in here. Is it Rex, uh, Gregor, and Wolf? I believe. Yeah, it's 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 uh, yeah, Rex, Gregor, and Wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Captain Rex, obviously being Captain Rex, Captain Gregor. Now Gregor, correct me if I'm wrong. Gregor was the Republic commando, wasn't he? Right. Um, and right. then Commander Wolf is obviously. Uh, Commander Wolf of, of the Wolf Pack, uh, Dave Filoni's right. personal uh, clone trooper there. So uh, yeah, yes. so those are the three the the ones that 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 are the most important from the Clone Wars. So um, yeah, I don't think the titles are in here, but I know that the titles Not did yet. get leaked a little while ago. At least the title for the first episode. Uh, mm-hmm. Let me see if if we've got that on. Uh, I don't think that's up. It's- on the website no but uh yeah so uh but still no premiere date for yeah still no still no premiere date very bizarre and the thing about that that's interesting is just that this this is happening soon ish but not that soon you know the being Mm -hmm. at being at new york comic-con uh being i think it's the beginning of april or the beginning of october um, October eighth, yeah. 8th? yeah the, so it'll be the eighth. Um, I got to imagine that the premiere is going to be soon after that. But like I said, I, I think it might be the end of October. I think that might be what we're looking at. So yeah, uh, yeah. Um, mm. But we know that it is a longer season this year. So um, it is. It's yes, a, it's a full. I think it's twenty four episodes. So it's gonna be full. Yeah. So they said double. Yeah, and 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 I don't know if they count. Siege of Lothal is the first two already, but um, but hopefully we get a two episode premiere. I think so. This this story with uh, Captain Rex, um, yeah, uh, Papa Rex as I'm calling him because he's got the, <laughs> I know. he's got that beard and I love, he looks like Beard Papa. Yeah, without the without yeah the hat. He's got a few extra pounds on yeah. him. You know. Oh man, I love it. Yeah. I love it. I can't wait. So, <laughs> um, with that, why don't we jump into why don't we jump into our emails? Yeah, uh, let's do some emails. And... So uh, here, I'll read the first yeah. one from David Rosen. Uh, David, okay. who's, uh, who's uh, our, one of our moderators over on the Thunderquack Patreon Club and, and the Quiver Podcast and all that. Uh, he just, he's really succinct. 
Favorite Star Wars announcement of the of the summer: the release of the second Force Awakens trailer. Now, it's tough to beat that. Yeah. I think he's talking about the behind the scenes video. That's what I'm going to go with is the behind the scenes video. Um, oh, I'm thinking he's think. I think it's the. Uh, you thinking back at celebration? I'm thinking the celebration trailer. A little early Which for is hard summer, to but almost summer, I guess. End of April, yeah. Right? So May is kind yeah, of no, early that's true. That's true. But I was that's that's kind of what I was getting from it, but. I mean, it was it's it's going to be hard to beat that anyway because yeah. I saw that there with all you guys. We were all there. It was, um, <clears throat> you know, it, it was yeah. it rivaled seeing seeing a a movie in a theater with with your Star Wars friends. Yeah, I mean, sure. it was it was just crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm down with him that. But if you if you think he means the uh, behind the scenes, hey, that was cool too. I'd put the trailer above it. But hey, yeah. I don't. You know, so you're talking summer. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Uh, Andy B. You want me to read yeah, the next yeah, one? Yeah, go for it. Andy B. sent, sent uh, an email here. It says, despite my big excitement for The Force Awakens, the cast announcement for Rogue One at D23 was my favorite. While I'm still getting deeper into the world of Star Wars, one thing that I already know uh, that I want to see more of is diversity in these new films. And just seeing the cast list for Rogue One and The Force Awakens, I'm getting exactly that. We have a female character in Felicity Jones leading this film where we can see several actors of ethnicity and diversity, which makes me excited because while color, race, or sexuality should be the last thing we see in characters, it's nice to be able to see this epic universe that looks like the real world and where we all do look different, believe in different things, and have whatever sexuality that every individual has. So he he does point to the fact that, like we've talked about, Mike, the, the diversity yeah. of the cast and um, and just, you know, you got all levels of of experience in this cast with with someone like um, Forrest Whitaker down to down to some of these uh, guys that just do action stuff like Donnie Yoon to um, uh, who's the other one? Um, uh, and of course, Felicity Jones, uh, you know, main star, the main character right there is a female lead. So, yeah, I. I this is where we're going, and they did say that in the in the panel at uh, the panel at uh, San Diego. Yeah, that they were. You know, they don't look at at color or whatever ethnicity. They just look at here's the character. The character's not written for any specific color or or race or whatever. It's just written, and they find the best person that's going to act this out. So uh, I think you're going to be uh, surprised what they do with the rest of these films and yeah, anthologies yeah, or sculptures. Sure. Yeah. Cool. What else we got? Uh, so Martin Ailman, a uh, friend of the podcast, writes in and says, Hey, Michael and Matt, welcome back. My favorite announcement from the summer may have to be the Star Wars Land reveal at D23. New planet, fully immersive environments, piloting the Falcon. It's going to be amazing. Me being a major Star Wars fan first and Disney Parks fan second, I can't help but geek out at what's to come in the relative near future. Also, the addition of an updated Star Tours coming later this year with new The Force Awakens content. Oh, that's right. To mention. Yeah. Uh, can that's we right. maybe yeah. expect this kind of update for the attraction for every subsequent film? It's an embarrassment of riches for Star Wars fans indeed. I can't <laughs> wait. Uh, well put, Martin. Very well put. Yeah, I, yeah. we forgot to mention that, that um, there's right. going to be a Force Awakens planet added to star tours which is one of the cool things about the new star tours is that they can update it and they they talked about that when they initially did star tours which is that eventually they would bring new planets into it so 
Um, it's yeah. cool to see that. It's cool to see that that we're getting a Force Awakens planet in Star Tours. And he and he's talking about the Disney parks, which yeah. Uh, hey man, we'll we'll meet you there, Martin. I mean, oh yeah, I'm down for yeah, that too. You I, know? Know, I know Martin. <laughs> we'll be there. Martin's in, Martin's <laughs> in Vegas, so for him to get to to Disneyland is not that big of a deal. So I'm telling you right now, Martin. I'm telling you right now. I don't care what you got on your plate. When I go down to go to Star Wars Land for the first time, you better meet me there. You better meet me there. <laughs> I know yeah, how I'm close sure you are. I'm sure he'll be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. No. Cool. Go ahead. Good you read stuff. the next one. Uh, Matt Campbell, of course, good. He's been like one of our original uh, listeners way back yeah. in like 2008. So he's been with us for the whole time. Uh, we got, I finally got to meet him for the first time at uh, Celebration, which was great. And he showed us around Disneyland and yeah. he was always helpful to us. Uh, he says, Hey, Mike and Matt, I just wanted to shoot you guys a quick email about the, all the fun and exciting things we've been hearing about uh, the Star Wars universe this summer. After the, all the reveals we had coming out of Celebration Anaheim, the Star Wars team just keeps building the suspense and just giving us a trail of breadcrumbs that's leading us to The Force Awakens. It's hard to figure out what is the most exciting news with all the character reveals, from The Force Awakens to the Rogue One reveals, to the Rebels teasers, to all the video games coming out. If I have to choose what I'm really excited about, I have to choose all the information. Well, not a lot is about Kylo Ren. I'll be honest. I wasn't really excited about another Dark Side or Sith figure when we first announced, but now that we were getting bits of information about his character in the First Order, my excitement level is through the roof. The thoughts of that his true name isn't Kylo Ren, and that it's more of a title than it belongs to a group called the Knights of Ren. We didn't mention that, but yeah, that's, yeah, he brings it up, so we'll talk about that. Just has my imagination pumping. Not to be outdone is the leaked picture of Luke. Oh, we didn't talk about that. No, we didn't. Oh my gosh! That leaked picture really? of Luke. That leaked picture of Luke. Now, if you had any doubts, if you had any doubts oh, at all man. about the Force Awakens, you go find that picture of Luke, and your doubts <laughs> will disappear because it is, it is like they took Star Wars and they just refined it. Oh my god, it's so good. It's I don't even want to say anything about it, other than how great it is, because I want people to go find it, look at it, and see what it is. Because there is so much to talk about that. with it. Oh my god, it's so good. I was I was debating whether I wanted to click on it, and, but I, you know, it's just a picture. Yeah. So what the heck? I'll, and it's like, oh yeah, just like you said, just crazy. Uh, the first real image we have of Luke, and when I saw him, my heart started racing. It's an amazing thing because if you think about all the information we've gotten about the Force Awakens, we really know very little about the plot of the film and about Luke and all of the characters. I think we as fans are just overjoyed with just the idea that we would have these characters on the screen again. I'll stop running out because the Force, about The Force Awakens for a second and mention some other little hot spots of exciting news. The reveal of the female Inquisitor from Rebels without her mask. Who could she possibly be? Of course, Rex returning. Oh, and how could I not mention the Han Solo anthology film? It's just an amazing time to be a Star Wars fan. I guess I feel the need to mention the excitement here at Disneyland for the announcement of the future Star Wars themed land here at Disneyland and Disney World. Sorry guys, I tried to narrow it down, but I can't. There's just just truly too much to be excited for. Now, if only they would announce the Obi-Wan anthology film, everything would be perfect. Thanks for all your hard work, guys. I hope you guys are having a great summer, and I look forward to the return of the Rebels podcast. May the Force be with you. Uh, I gotta say too, he mentioned um, the female Quisner. Of course, we got about a month ago. They 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 showed some pictures. 
and it is not uh, Barris Ophie that everybody thought it was, but a, a totally different character, unknown at this point, different markings. Uh, so uh, some more Rebels news that came out about a month ago, if you guys didn't hear that. Uh, he wants an Obi-Wan anthology film, Mike. I know you're down for that, right? <laughs> you know what? It's not just me that's down for it. Uh, Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi himself has also said on multiple occasions that he's just waiting yes. for the phone call. So uh, Kathleen Kennedy, I, I, Bob Iger, everybody who can make this happen, I pick up the phone. <laughs> Just pick up. Look, we all have phones now. Every last one of us has a phone in our pocket. Pick up the flipping phone and call Ewan McGregor and you start making that movie right now. If you need help, you don't have a story, it's okay. I've never written a movie before, but I'll tell you I could write this movie in a night. In a night. Nice, there it is. That It just, it's there. It's so easy. It is the lowest yeah. hanging piece of fruit and if Ewan McGregor says he's game then you do it you do it it should be the movie right after Han Solo it should be yeah. and and I hope it of is course. and uh, they got it man they got to get on it they got to get on it they got to do it I want to see Ewan McGregor back in those robes being Obi-Wan Kenobi I want a movie about Obi-Wan Kenobi oh yeah that would be cool you know and and he does talk about this and we we were I was going to mention it, but um, since he, he mentioned it in his email, let's, let's just briefly talk about it. And it is spoiler material. Um, Kylo Ren, that's not his true name. And, yeah. and he's in the order of the Knights of Ren. And the other piece of nugget was they are uh, specifically left off the names or the surnames or the last names, however you want to call it, of, Ren, uh, of Finn and Rey. Yeah. So take that. I mean, you probably obviously know where that's probably going to go. Yeah. Um, so some pretty good, you know, pretty interesting reveals there. I thought that Kylo Ren was pretty big. I, I didn't know they were going to throw that one out there, and that was part of the, you know, Lucasfilm. You know, here here's some stuff for you to look at. So this wasn't like a leak thing. Yeah. You know, this is Lucasfilm putting it out there. This is JJ putting it out there. So. That was pretty surprising. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, well, and then the implication that there may be other Knights of Ren. And, yes. that, and that Kylo Ren might not be the only one. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, maybe and we didn't even talk about Snoke, right? We got the, the reveal right. of the name of Supreme Leader Snoke. So, um, who is Andy Serkis's character? So, uh, yeah, I mean, it, maybe Snoke is, is a member of... Or, or maybe he's the because he's the supreme leader. Maybe he's the supreme leader of the Knights of Ren. I, who knows? Who knows? Right? Like, there's so much in that little tidbit of information, and it doesn't, like you said, it, it doesn't ruin any of the story. It just all it does is just get us excited. That's it. It just teases you a little yep, more. It's yeah, just that little just, tiny bit. Wow, it's yeah. it's incredible. Um, yeah, cool. Let's uh, let's jump Great into uh, Miller Wilkinson's email. He says Captain Rex, Wolf, and Gregor being in the Rebels show. Super excited to see them again, but worried that they are going to show up only to get killed. Or maybe since only the movies, new books, and cartoons are canon, maybe they could do an arc on the clones, double aging, like with Cal Scarada in the Republic Commandos. Also, if there uh, if they were cameos in the Clone Wars in the Savage Press arc. Would their characters still be canon? Uh, love the show. May the force be with you. So, uh, 
I mean, yeah, everything in the Clone Wars, everything in Rebels is all canon. So whatever happens to these characters is canon. Um, mm-hmm. We know that they age at twice twice the speed, but we also know that Order sixty six is baked into the clones, right? It's a it's a biological chip in their brains that controls them, and we've seen uh, some stuff that that implies that these guys either uh, dug out their chips or um, yes, much like so I. Uh, Dave Filoni talked about this a little bit and he said that it's a, it's like, it's like when it, you know, like a, a mind control spell is used in a, in a fin- fantasy in high fantasy mm-hmm. stuff. The second that you become aware of the spell, it's hold is broken. So he implied that with Rex in particular, that maybe once, once he knew that there was something to be worried about, which he knows from the lost missions, um, and from fives, then he knew there was something to be worried about. So when order 66 happens and there's that split second of questioning it, that split second for Rex is a little bit longer. And he, he mm-hmm. actually has the ability to fight through it and shake it off. And, uh, and who knows, maybe, maybe he's still got the chip and maybe that'll be a complication, but, uh, it looks to me like he's, doing pretty well so um and i mean like we're talking about we're talking about 20 years later and he looks like he is substantially older so i think that the the double agent is still in there and and might play a part in the story but uh um, Mm -hmm. because it looks like i believe either gregor or wolf is a little bit loopy a little bit right (laughs) yeah a little bit crazy so that, that, that might be a little bit of like senility or 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 dementia, um, yeah. so so yeah. I mean, we'll have to wait and see for those first few episodes of the, of, of uh, Star Wars Rebels coming hopefully soon. Hopefully soon. Yeah, you know, yeah. He mentioned also real quick that you uh, thought that they might. Uh, he's worried that they'll get killed off pretty quick. But I don't yeah. know because um, one of the points in the trailer was the the dynamic of the relationship between Kanan and the clones. Yeah. And of course, you know, the Order 66. And so I think they might explore that element of, of those characters yeah. and how they're going to interact and, and, and maybe somehow end up trusting each other. So I, I don't know that they're going to go quick. Yeah. yeah. I, I think they're going to yeah. explore that. Yeah. Because if you've been reading Kane in the Last Padawan, then you know that there's a lot of stuff to mm-hmm. unpack there. Right. It was a, yeah. it's a, it was a very, it, it is a major part of that character. The Order sixty six. Right. So obviously, yeah. I mean, he was—he's a Jedi that survived the purge. So, um, yeah, it—it'll it, be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how that shakes out. But uh, yeah, for sure. Cool. You want to read this? Uh, uh, the last email here. So we got last one from Adrian. He—he uh, he emails the show a lot. I appreciate him his uh, inputs into the show, and uh, he says, "Hi guys, thanks for the excellent Siege of Lothal commentary." Also, I've been listening to your shows from the first half of season one. I got behind and then started listening to the most recent shows. I had some belated comments on your shows from season one and two and season or uh, season one and two and season one through three. What are we just talking about? One, season one, episode two and season one, episode three. Oh, one, episode three. Gotcha. Okay. Quinlan Voss as Ezra's dad. Yes, that would have been awesome. Even better if Asajj was his mom. <laughs> maybe they got <laughs> maybe they got surgery and that's what they look different in, in, uh, in uh, 
Halos, I think. Hol- Hollows, yeah. Holograms, okay. Hope they don't come back as Inquisitors. I love the Hooverville parallel you all discussed in regards to Tarkintown. I remember that. Those wacky writers and their social commentary. Subtle nods to history that broaden your appreciation if you are in the know. I wasn't. Uh, Also, even after watching season two, episode one, I'm still not used to the new character designs. They are more expressive and fluid, but they just seem bendy to me. They look like toys from Toy Story almost to me. It doesn't, uh, doesn't really bother me that much except with Vader and the Stormtroopers. The troopers look marshmallowy to me, and Vader looks too skinny, especially in his arms. And I, I can understand where he's going. Yeah, I get, with that. I, get um, uh, I also seem to let's see. I also seem to only one of two people I know who thinks Vader sounds strange. He seems tired to me. Maybe James Earl Jones needed more direction. I've heard Dave was a bit hands off with him, as in just do what you're doing. I don't know. I thought James's somewhat recent Sprint commercials had much more presence for me. One last note on music. Mike expressed irritation that John Williams reused the droid theme for the clones in the movies. Maybe that was on purpose. To show parallels that both armies were programmed and artificial. They were all used for used and or victimized in the same way, in my view. Anyway, love your show, and that's from Adrian. Uh, Mike, you want to comment on his uh, talk? I remember you talked about the Williams yeah, reuse. It, it, you know, um, I agree. I like. I think that's why it did get reused. But mm-hmm. for me, um, episode one, The Phantom Menace has, has I think of the prequel trilogy, I think The Phantom Menace has the best music. Oh, um, yeah. And, and it's got Love some it. really, yeah. I mean, like you talk about, you talk about uh, I, the journey to Otaganga, and you talk about uh, um, the, the podcast, uh, podcast, the pod race music, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously Duel of the Fates. And and then to me, what after Duel of the Fates, one of the the most iconic pieces of music that came out of the Phantom Menace was that the droid invasion, and uh, oh yeah, and good. so to then use it for the clones rather than give the clones an Imperial March esque like one of my favorite parts of the Phantom Menace soundtrack is the the parade music at the end because if you take that parade music. And you slow it down, and you, and you lower it. It's the Emperor's theme from Return of the Jedi, right? Right. Like it's the same. It's the exact same yeah. music. Um, and and I love that. I love that parallel. And it took me so long to hear. And I didn't hear it. Somebody else heard it. Said it. I think. I think I might have been listening to, um, maybe the Force Cast way back in the day before before they jumped over to to Rebel Force Radio. Um, and and somebody had mentioned it, and then I went back and listened. And was like, oh my goodness, that is totally it. Um, actually, you know what? I think it might have been Kyle Newman in the "Why We Love the Prequels" panel at Celebration Five. Hmm. I think that might have been when it got mentioned. In any case, whoever said like like that parallel to me is fantastic. And what I would rather than the the droid theme be used. For the droids so heavily in episode one, and then used for the clones in that one shot, and it's only that one shot, and that's the thing that bothers me the most is that I would have rather that they had that John Williams had done a heroic version of the Imperial March because the Imperial March is foreboding and it's evil and it's got like that kind of Nazi vibe to it, um, mm-hmm. like it's kind of got that goose step sort of 
it's a march, right? It's the Imperial oh, March. Oh, yeah, for sure. So yeah. it, it has that that legions of, of evil um, feel to it, and that's what makes it so powerful and evocative in those in, in The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Um, and that's why it gets used so much for the Empire. Uh, so to me, to go back and do a heroic version of that to make the clones seem like they're there to save the day, but that there's this piece that you can't forget that they are the empire. They're just not the empire yet. So it's like, they're there to save the day, but only for so long until they become evil, right? Until, and and they don't necessarily become evil, but until they're sort of bent to the will of an evil man. So Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I just would have preferred that. I understand what Adrian's saying and in, in that it's to show like like the parallels that he draws are perfect that it's 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 exactly that that these droids are no better than the or that the clones are no better than the droids they're they're programmed they're artificial they're killing machines um they're just these are biological and it brings up an argument that I love that happens in 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 sort of some of the Star Wars expanded universe which is who who is more evil? And I, and, and I think it actually comes up in, in Dark Disciple, the the most recent, that the Clone Wars novel that he also kind of makes a reference to with Quinlan Voss and, and Asajj Ventress, which if you haven't picked up yet, pick it up, pick up the audiobook, pick up the book. It is fantastic. It's a great Clone Wars story. I highly recommend it. It's really good. Um, and it's a, it's a great... I don't really care about Quinlan Voss, but as you guys who have been following us since, since Frontline's, no, Asajj in later seasons became one of my favorite characters on the Clone Wars. So uh, it is a great Asajj story. That's all I'll say. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I, oh, man, where was I going with that? I, what was I talking about? Oh, I totally lost it. I totally lost. It. Totally, <laughs> totally lost where I was going because I had to talk about Dark Disciple. We're talking about music. Oh, you know, oh, and... it's in in Dark Disciple. Uh, I believe Count Dooku says at one point, or somebody says that like who's more evil the 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 separatists who are using droids and they're they're saving lives by using a droid army, or the Republic who created an army of living beings solely purposed to die on the battlefield who's Mm. more evil and like it makes you look at it and go that's the jedi's biggest mistake right it was allowing that to happen was yoda in that moment of desperation all for two jedi and a senator like let's be really clear (laughs) the jedi aren't supposed to be about attachment honestly from a from a stoic perspective if you take emotion out of it which is what the Jedi are supposed to do, the Jedi of that order, you should have just let Obi-Wan, Anakin, and Padme die. And 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 the Jedi, as far as they knew, they told Anakin and Padme to stay away. As far as they knew, it was just Obi-Wan. So Mace Windu and a couple dozen Jedi, a few dozen Jedi, roll in to save one Jedi. And to me, like that's a little bit... Like, that's irresponsible. Yoda starts a war. He picks up the clone troopers and starts a war with the Separatists <laughs> to save Obi-Wan Kenobi. Now, I don't disagree. Obi-Wan Kenobi is aces in my book. But 
Maybe, maybe a little irresponsible, guys. Maybe a little bit on the irresponsible side. So, <laughs> uh, you know, he, he also talked about um, Adrian talked about some of the uh, the artistic uh, stuff going on yeah. with the rebels, and and that's just the way that's just the way they draw mm-hmm. these characters. I thought that the, char- the character of Vader, everything about him was great. I mean, yeah, he does yeah. obviously look a little thinner. But he's—he seems like he's taller. Actually, he's more towering. But just the way that they animated him made up for any flaws that I saw in his in the way he was, uh, you know, animated or whatever. So, uh, but I can understand that. I mean, it's 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 different. It's not going to look the same. And stormtroopers do have a more of a rounded look. And I don't know if that's just limitations of of the animation or what. But um, they did they did talk about how they. They're trying to go in between. They're trying to make something where it's not a new hope, but it's not, you know, clone troopers and all that. So it's just the limitations or, or whatever or the artistic choices that they that they make. So it's not I guess it's not gonna please everybody. But I didn't have a problem with it and, and more so that I love the way that they animated some of the mannerisms of Vader. I mean I talked about that on that particular episode, how I just felt like they studied the way house walked and they tried to copy it as much as they could but uh other than that mike anything else no no i i mean i said my piece about uh i mean i i really wish that quinlan Voss had ended up being ezra's father <laughs> yeah um, that'd be cool. and that was that was crazy fan speculation on my part and i think i said as much at the time but uh <clears throat> yeah i i think it's pretty definitive now that that wasn't quinlan but uh <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just I'm excited for season two. I'm excited for for Disney Infinity this weekend. I am excited for season one on Blu-ray. I'm excited for all of this other Star Wars stuff. Like Force I said, Friday coming up. Yeah, yeah, Force Friday coming up. It is the best time to be a Star Wars fan. There are some Star Wars Rebels micro machines coming out on Force Friday, mm-hmm. and that that's just it's incredible. I never thought like yeah. micro machines have been dead for so long. The first Star Wars toys that I bought were micro machines, um, so that like micro machines are a big deal to me. Like that's just that's a huge nostalgia thing. So I'm excited to pick up some micro machines on Force Friday and some. I have some Star uh, Wars titaniums, weapons. which are great yeah. too. <clears throat> yeah, they yeah. have they have new titanium stuff coming as well. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I, I I don't know. I just think it's I just think it's a fantastic time to be a Star Wars fan. Um, there's lots to talk about, even if there's not a lot of Rebels stuff to talk about. Hopefully that Rebels news starts amping up a little bit and we can bring a couple more prologue episodes to you before, uh, before season two proper starts. Um, so hopefully you guys will hear from us sometime in September. Uh, and then definitely in October after, after New York Comic Con happens, we will, we'll jump in and recap some of the news from that. But, uh... I think that's it. I think that's it for it. for for this episode. Um, yeah. So sure. thank you guys for tuning in. Thank it's been it's a long episode. This is a good this is a good good length episode. Oh man, we could go on for a long time. <laughs> yes. Holy crap. We could, but I'm losing my <laughs> voice if you can't hear that. So um, <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys for listening. As always, you can stay up to date with the latest Star Wars Rebels news by heading to rebelspodcast.com, where Tim keeps the lights on over there for us and does a great job of it. So we thank him for that. Um, you can also check out uh, Rebels Podcast 
by following us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rebelspodcast and on Twitter at rebelspodcast. We would love to hear from you guys, rebelspodcast at gmail.com. Let us know uh, what you're excited about for Season 2. Let us know what you liked about Season 1. Uh, the Blu-rays are coming out, so we can talk a little bit about that. So just shoot us emails. If you guys shoot us enough emails, it's a good reason to to record an episode. So, yeah, so do sure. that. Um, <clears throat> Uh, if you want to stay up to date with all of the other Star Wars news that's going on, Star Wars The Saga Continues is the best way to do that. StarWarsTSC.com uh, and uh, Facebook.com slash StarWarsTheSagaContinues uh, at StarWarsTSC. So check that out. Tim and Kyle do a great job over there keeping you guys up to date with all that other Star Wars news. Um <clears throat> Other podcasts, uh, we of course are part of the Thunderquack Podcast Network, so you can head to thunderquack.com to check out all of the other podcasts in our network. We have, let's see, uh, I, since the last time we recorded, I think we've got, we have the Double X Files is a brand new podcast that we that we unlocked on Patreon. Uh, Talking Time Lords, I don't think that we had, had officially released any of that yet, so those are two new ones, and we're in the process of... Uh, if any of you guys, and I know some of you are also fans of the Wampas Lair, and if you guys are fans of Carl in particular, uh, Carl and uh, world-renowned Star Wars artist Joe Hogan are trying to launch their new podcast, Super Panel Bros, which is part of Thunderquack. If you want, you can go uh, to superpanelbros.com right now listen to the first episode of their podcast. If you like what you hear, immediately head to patreon.com slash thunderquack. And if you haven't already, you can pledge there. Uh, every dollar helps. We got to get it up to, I think, I think it's two, two twenty five. I think is what we need to get it to in order to unlock, uh, unlock super panel bros as a regular podcast. So head over there, uh, do that. Um, if you're already a, a, a contributor, uh, if you're already uh, a patron over at patreon.com slash thunderquack, we thank you so much for your contribution. It helps us uh, pay for all of the hosting and everything, um, and hopefully you guys get some stuff uh, uh, in return. If you have any feedback about Patreon, uh, feel free to send that to rebelspodcast at gmail.com. And uh, I would love to hear what people think of Patreon, whether they think it's a good value, whether they don't, and why, so that we can help improve that. Um, it's something that I've been wanting to do, but we just haven't had the time. So uh, so give us your feedback. Let us know. Um, and, and, and thank you so much to everybody who does support us and everybody who hangs out for the, the Thunderquack Patreon roundtables on YouTube, uh, youtube.com slash, I believe it's slash Thunderquack. Um, you can find all that stuff at thunderquack.com. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will be back soon with another episode of the Rebels Podcast. But until then, uh, we will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody.